0: I'm Joyce Hornady. You might say accuracy is my business. I make
1: bullets. You are listening to the Hornady Podcast. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in on the Hornady Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Swerzyk. Thanks for tuning in. Join today, across the table, fellow marketeers, familiar voices, familiar faces, although rest in peace, Preston's long, glorious beard
2: yeah folks probably haven't seen it in a while though so no we don't even know
1: okay for reference Preston had a giant Leonidas beard just just robust and great but I'd also like to introduce Judd's mustache oh. so uh guys thanks for coming on the show today <laughs> I never I, thought we'd be talking
0: about yeah. this but that yeah what, an, what an intro yeah
1: <laughs> uh, awesome well let's before we devolve too too far uh let's uh, do some housekeeping stuff first first and foremost um podcast numbers you know we've into this now well past a year the interaction that we're getting with the actual listeners of the podcast is is increased significantly whether that's comments on youtube or emailing in at podcast at com or trade shows people seeing us i was just got back from a trip i got stopped in the airport um by uh, uh somebody that listened tj uh from arkansas the uh, ran into me Our in the Kansas. airport yeah ran into me in the airport and just wanted to say that he appreciates the quality of the podcast that you know the 4k cameras and the, the audio and, and that we're doing a good job with it so uh we do appreciate that it goes a long way because this is you know it seems like we're just guys sitting around a table talking because we are but it's actually a lot more laborious than you would uh, you would think and so getting that little feedback that people are really enjoying it and it's resonating with them just helps fuel our fire to keep doing this
2: yeah well yeah, we actually just got an email to podcast at com. a gentleman uh said hey love the show you know he's wrote in before but he's like hey i got this great idea for a podcast or he didn't necessarily say that but i said yeah that would be a great idea so if you got an idea of something you want to hear about drop us a comment uh, drop us an email maybe we'll uh hit it up yeah it might turn into a podcast yeah so,
0: well well the neat thing just for hornady to have this resource a direct line to communicate with with shooters out there since my time at Hornady." you know, the podcast world has exploded, Yeah, Hornady's never had an outlet like this Mm -hmm. to have direct communication. You know, you can hear feedback easily from different shooters, hunters out there. You know, we've done different Q&A podcasts with those questions. We're probably about due for another one. Yeah. You know, it's neat.
2: Just cool to do
1: deep dives. Yeah. The long form and you can really get into some, some weeds and it's not a, super produced video like when we do you know we have jaden sit around and talk about something for 10 or 15 minutes those are cool but to be able to like you said take a deep dive long form listen to something on the way home in the car you know really handy so appreciate all the interaction uh from the you listeners out there so without further ado the topic at hand you know it's been a few weeks now but months probably we did a podcast on march 8th uh for 308 winchester Introduced to us in the year of our Lord 1952, and it's been a great cartridge for a lot of things because of its versatility, and it has birthed a few children. And so, uh, again, a few weeks ago, we did a uh, a podcast on probably its most popular child, which was the 243 Winchester. And now, going one child down, I guess it's just could call so it.
2: weird to talk. Just think of them as children. Well, yeah, I weird. guess this
1: is the middle child though. But we got. <laughs> Another popular cartridge that, that probably rivals the two hundred forty three and three hundred eight Winchester in popularity, certainly in areas uh, throughout the country, it's very popular mm-hmm. uh, regionally and within you know some new shooters or female shooters. It's an awesome option, but it hits above its weight class as far as performance goes. We're talking about none other than the 7mm Ought 08. 08? 08? 08? 08?
0: I'm an 08 guy. I think an it's o- an 08.
1: O- Oh, seniors 08 seniors 08 <laughs> seven eight i don't
0: know I'm, yeah because I I, you say the odd six yeah that's true. yeah but
2: it's a 308 i don't know wow. anyway i'm gonna refer I'm to it i'm from a, a different place than love you to go- that's happen. true i'm gonna <laughs>
1: yeah. refer to it as the 708
0: the seven leave it there
1: so the 708 released to us
2: in 1980 1980 it took that long so three commercial ammunition company to introduce it or rifle company actually, yeah. you know. Because Remington did it. It wasn't the Winchester. It was, it was the seven oh eight Remington. Yeah. So nineteen eighty. Three hundred eight came out in nineteen fifty
0: two. Of course I'm sure there's Wildcat Wildcat so if it came it out almost immediately on
1: January first of fifty two, January second. People were <laughs> necking that <laughs> were already thinking about it.
2: just like we think about stuff here yeah. all the time, they've probably doing it back yeah. then too.
1: So for nearly thirty years it operated in the wildcat world yeah and obviously kind of wild yeah uh, <laughs> got popular enough that remington decided hey you know we, we we got a home for this thing and they introduced it originally in the 788 and i think the remington
2: 700 bolt action platform yep bolt and, action but it's been chambered in all sorts of different things right so it's it's been in semi-autos and, and lever guns as well mm-hmm. you know uh blrs oh yeah um it would absolutely fit in an AR-10, but I'm sure that there's been other semi-automatics which have waned over the years in popularity, yep. you know, as far as just production releases of woodstocked rifles that are semi-automatic, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty partial to that Winchester Model 100 308. They never did it in 708 because obviously yeah. it's a Winchester gun, but yeah, kind of neat to think about. Yeah, so the Wildcatters playing around with it right out of the
1: gate. And then you got Remington in 1980 introduced it. it. What are we doing here? Are we just necking that 308 Winchester parent down?
2: That's what everybody did. Mm-hmm. But Sammy, the prince will actually show you that the case is 20,000ths longer for whatever reason. I'm sure if you neck it down a 308, you might get some stretch, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know if it's 20,000ths worth. Is it, that in the neck or is just it the, the shoulder? Okay. No, shoulder location is in the exact same spot. So it's just a little bit longer. You neck. could take a 7 millimeter neck size die. Put a 308 into it, yeah, it would work. Yeah, and, and, and squeeze get it down. Yeah, you yeah. have to
1: trim it uniform. So they just basically neck down that 308 Winchester, and they spec a nine and a half inch twist in Sammy. So the SAMI specs, if you look at them right now, the original print from 1980 calls for a one to nine and a half inches of twist. Which is pretty so, great. That's for what most I was, bullets.
0: That's pretty quick. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty
1: common in seven millimeter to see a nine, nine and a quarter, or a nine and a half. Um, you know, years ago, I guess in the seven weather being a few others, you might've saw a 10 twist, but this was many years ago, but in 1980, nine and a half inches of twist. And today it's pretty common to find a nine twist rifle on the shelf.
2: And that covers quite a few high BC bullets of modern uh, era, you know? Mm -hmm. So overall twist rate at consideration is, was the norm, but I think pretty good, you know, for today's stuff. Yeah, I think so. And it doesn't have
1: as much powder capacity that you would want if you were going to shoot those big heavies that do require the faster twist anyway. Yeah, because you do have to take head height into consideration as well. Yeah,
2: it's a 2.810 or 2.820 overall length maximum. Actually, Sammy says 2.8 even. Really? Yeah, but obviously magazine boxes allow for a Mm -hmm. little extra. Right. But yeah, um, I'm sure if you took a a 162 grain ELDX for an example and seated it to 1.62, it might work or 2.8 or 2.8 sorry but you'd be eating a lot of capacity from that powder which may not be the end of the world but as we've learned we like to get the bullet out of the case and, and let it do its natural thing i suppose is what you'd say so coming
1: right out of the gate in in 1952 with the 308 winchester you had the 243 or the you know the the six millimeter 08 and then the seven millimeter 08. the six millimeter version what came to be this the 243 Probably a little more geared towards the ultimate in versatility. Prairie dogs, coyotes, deer, antelope, that kind of thing. The 708, just that larger caliber, and then a little bit heavier bullet, probably lends itself
2: at, its super versatile, but maybe more towards that medium-sized yeah, game. Yeah, to, to me, I think it just jumps up a class. Still versatile as the 243, As versatile, I would say, but it jumps up a class, mm-hmm. I would say. Because you still we still have a VMAX for it, right? So right. you can go shoot a, pra- a, a, a prairie dog, coyote, probably a little bit overkill for it in my yeah. opinion the heavy 120 grains right, right so big one. um i think what you what you you kind of stop we set, decided medium game with the 243 yeah, like a deer Mule however deer. seven millimeter O8, i would say perfectly capable of taking an elk i think people take el- it well, i game. know people take elk with it every year with the appropriate bullet
0: Yep. which and- would be what what do you think well you know if, if, it,
1: if it were me i'd probably shoot a 162 eldx and just limit my range because my velocity might be a little slower or controversial hear me here,
2: up he's gonna say hear me up
1: 139 grain cx
2: that's you know, not controversial
1: yeah i think for a lot of folks that don't quite understand bullet performance at deeper levels they see 139 grains and they go well that's that's, that's not heavy enough. that's not heavy enough well it is when you retain 98% of your weight. You know, it starts life at 139
2: and it ends life at a and 136. Regularly pe- regularly penetrates into the second gel block stack yeah, behind it'll the go first one. You Twenty, thirty 20,
1: 30 inches. So
2: yeah. that's that's what I would choose. But a ton of versatility in I'd the bullet. I throw bullets. in there the 150 grain ELDX. Yeah, very you capable so bullet. I guess we should probably talk about factory ammo options. Yeah, because before, that- we, oh, before we get ahead.
1: there, I wanted to mention. We talked about its versatility. you got the varmint hunting. You've got the medium size and kind of that big game hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, one area that's not really popular now, but in the 80s was wildly popular,
2: and that's silhouette shooting. Oh, sure. A lot sure. of competitions going I on with silhouette my shooting. in law did that for a while. Really? I think there's still a place in central Nebraska you can do it, maybe in Holdridge. I don't know.
1: Wow. Excellent. But a, a sport that has waned in popularity, but uh, that cartridge... Did really well. Mild recoil, you had enough bullet options, accurate, and then it knocked those big rams down at 500 and whatever your distances were. Yeah,
2: I think guys like to use it in the pistol class too. Yes, yep. You know, that's why we actually have some some pistol data for it. Yep. Um, It's literally because of metallic silhouette shooting. Yeah,
1: very popular. So, yeah, and I guess if you're not
2: familiar with it, there's sizes of animals, chickens, turkeys, pigs, rams. rams, I might be missing one here, but they're spaced out at, I believe, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 yards, right? And you have five of them stacked up, and you get X amount of shots, but your goal is just to hit that ram. Knock it over. Or hit that animal and knock it over, and yeah. that's, that's the whole game. And with this, with this cartridge, because cool. you're shooting a little heavier bullet, a little more energy,
1: and as those bullets are expanding, you might, you know, if you went with something kind of sub caliber, you might be able to hit it but
2: not knock it over. Mm-hmm. So That is neat. Yeah. And that's the cool thing in that game. Sidebar, if you ricochet a bullet into it and it falls over, (laughs) it works. That is kind of cool. Skipping bullets in there. Did you know that Hornady has a full line of reloading tools and equipment? Whether you're brand new to the reloading game or a seasoned veteran, we have tools that will work awesome with your setup. Check out all of Hornady's reloading tools at hornady.com. Let's talk, like you said, about our factory
1: ammo offerings, because it's so popular, Yeah, and it's one of our most... Well, I,
2: I would almost argue it's not that popular, I guess. Uh, we still support the crap out of it, Yeah, and, think- and we sell a lot of it. I would think, if you could just compare 243 SKUs oh, okay. across the board to 7mm 8 screws, or definitely 308 to 7mm 08, odd 8, 08. <laughs> The, the factory SKU options across the industry yeah, are less. They are, yes. However, it's a, it's a good cartridge. It's a great cartridge. And I think the
1: Southeast, for whatever reason, it, it is way more popular in that neck of the woods than almost anywhere. But we do got plenty of offerings for you. What do we got for factory ammunition in the
2: 7mm 0-8? I don't know. Probably the coolest one's custom light. You know, that really takes the recoil down. Now we say it's lighter recoiling than the three hundred eight. No doubt, right? Right. Same amount of powder, lighter weight bullet for the most part. Custom light, oftentimes cuts it by 36% yeah, probably it'll in cut there,
1: it, 30 to 40. Tw- yeah, 20 to 40% from the, the original cartridge. So our custom light in 708 is going to be, yeah, 36 or whatever it is, percent less recoil than a traditional 708 offering.
2: Yeah, loaded with 139-grain bullet. Ours 20, got a 120 120-grain 120. bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's, it's a great option. for If you're not shooting that far or if you have a young child or maybe somebody that's just recoil sensitive in general, mm-hmm. it's a great option. It is. A little bit reduced muzzle
1: velocity, 26, 75 feet per second at the muzzle. Yep. And if you're shooting traditional distances and in, you, that's, a, that's a hoot. No recoil. Soft on the shoulder. You're still going to hit what you're aiming at, and it's got more than enough authority to kill the deer and the antelope and anything on down. Yep.
2: If you're into speed, though. We've got mm. a couple of superformance options.
1: Yes, which I am. I, you know, one of those benefits of shooting the short barrels and the short-action cartridges uh, is you can get superformance and get that velocity back. Mm-hmm. You don't need the bigger powder capacity.
2: You don't need the longer barrel. You just need superformance. Yep. What are our superformance offerings? You got the traditional Hornady superformance op- offerings, 139-grain CX now and 139-grain SST. SST is going to go just a little bit faster than the CX. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote it down here, twenty nine ten. Whoa, on the CX. That's pretty good. But the superform is twenty nine fifty. Yeah,
1: that's cruising. That's cruising. I mean, if you're shooting stuff, yeah, in that middle distance, you know, if you're you're trying to be accurate out to about five hundred yards or so, the SST bullet's going to work well for you. It's going to expand really well down to about seventeen fifty feet
2: per second. Man, that's blazing and, fast. And like you mentioned. If you're not a handloader and factory ammo is your game, for elk, maybe consider that 139CX superformance. It's got all the speed, uh, The bullet thrives on speed, and it's going to hit in a higher weight class. Yeah. You know what I'm it, saying? Yeah, it punches above its
1: weight class yeah. for sure. And then I think probably the most common offering that you're going to see everywhere, the American whitetail. One hundred and thirty nine grain Interlock, just a classic. Doesn't well, get any more it's classic the easy, than that. easy peasy decision. Yeah, it is. Put it right on the box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for for whitetail deer hunting and antelope and mule deer and that kind of that game animal size, you can't get better than that. I mean, one hundred and thirty nine grain bullet, not going slow by any means, doing nearly twenty eight fifty. Yeah, and for and, for moderate distances, yeah, doesn't get there. Home, home run. And I think the seven oh eight really thrives on bullet weights between 120 and 140. Um, you know, I think it, it's got plenty of powder capacity to really get some good speed with that. But we got one more option, and to be honest with you, it's probably my favorite factory ammo option out there. Yep. Uh,
2: 150 grain ELDX in the Precision Hunter line. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, as far as SAMI goes, that's the heaviest ELDX we could put in factory ammo. Yep. Uh, so you got a high BC uh, and, and temperature-stable powders. I mean, it's a, it's a home run. Yeah. So yeah, if you're shooting stuff from near
1: to far, everywhere in between with a 708, um, that's, that's the best option in my opinion. You know, like you said, maybe consider that for elk at a, at a moderate range. Um, it's just good ammo, just not just 708 specifically, but precision hunter as a
2: whole. Yeah. I believe BC on that 0.574. So up there in the high fives and going 2770 out of 100 out of a 24 inch barrel
1: wow that's not bad at all that's not bad at all Now that's factory options well this thing lived as a wildcat for nearly three decades let's talk hand loading a little bit because not just hornady but everybody that makes a bullet makes seven millimeter bullets and they make a lot of there's things on the market from 100 grains to 200 grains if you want uh
2: and a lot of options there you can really tailor something yeah, cool thing to me is that Varget works well in this cartridge. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've said it, you've said it, we've all said it, if if Varget works in a cartridge, just start with that, and try that. <laughs> yeah. It's just accurate, you know, yep. accurate powder.
1: Yep. I um, think uh, for me playing around with the 708 a little bit when I worked in ballistics, um, yeah, Varget a home run. When you start getting into those heavier bullets like that 150 ELDX or a 162 ELDX, or for you long range shooters out there like a 162 ELD match, a powder that really performed well from an accuracy and velocity standpoint was Alliant Reloader 17. I was uh like I said played around with this cartridge quite a bit uh in my time in ballistics doing Mm -hmm. pressure and velocity work and stuff and reloader 17 was a, a nice powder great accuracy always and then in this cartridge, with those heavier bullets, plenty of speed. You could run those 162s north of 2,700 feet per second by a little bit. You can get the 150s doing 2,800. Um, that's, that's moving right along
2: oh, free an efficient bullet. If Freeloader 17 works well, then H4350 is going to work well as well for the most part. So mm-hmm. you get a little bit more temperature-stable powder as well there. One interesting thing, as I was looking around on Hodgdon's website, uh, when Stable 6.5 uh, came out, mm-hmm. The velocities that you can attain with this cartridge in particular and some heavier weight bullets are pretty remarkable. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I I was going to load some up for a buddy, uh, but he's never really going to need them. (laughs) So (laughs) we just got to stick with factory ammo, but I'd like to try it sometime.
0: Has there ever been a, a hard match push for the seven odd eight? I mean, is think there, are there guys messing with the twist rate or, or doing different things on the match side of things? I know we talk silhouette, but...
1: Yeah, I think there's probably a handful now that are using it for like maybe NRL Hunter, okay. for example. But I think before the PRS and that style of shooting was popular, so you're going maybe 2011 and earlier, I think there was more, uh, there was more, mm, there was more use of it, uh, be- there... It was just people that, okay, this makes sense. We have good bullet options. You're going to build a rifle, cut the recoil down a little bit. You're going to pick up some efficiency going to a seven millimeter bullet instead of the 308. I think there was quite a few people using it, um, although I don't know the amount of use in, like, say, sanctioned matches, yeah. F class, that kind of thing. Yeah. But for the recreational target shooter, I think there's plenty of use. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, I think one of the things with match bullets, they tend to be heavier for caliber. And like our 162 is a great example. Awesome bullet. And it fits well with the 7mm 08, but anything heavier than that, you're probably stifling it just a little too much. So some of those bigger match
2: bullets. Yeah. And I think people would probably argue with you on it fits really well in a 7mm 08. I think it fits okay. Personally, you know, I think 154 and the head height, you know, with the longer high BC bullets, that's probably where it should live. Yep. Personally. But you know, if you have a long action, let's say you build a gun, build it on a long action, you can set that bullet up as long as you want and have, you know, appropriate amount of free bore to get that bullet out of there. be a home run. Yep. Now, Ackley did improve it as well, I believe. Yeah. Um, so that's a, an interesting option as well for you hand loaders. More of a cool option. I don't think yeah. it really picked up. Normally, those
1: improved chambers, you know, the, the two eighty benefited quite a bit. And then there's yep. several others that don't really benefit that much at all maybe more for the brass and for the rifle than the actual exterior ballistics of it right like the 243 was a good example didn't really gain anything from that uh, new and improved shoulder angle and case taper but it looks cool makes the brass last a little bit longer
2: yeah and if you and i guess if you were going to build a gun or have a gun built whatever and you put you know faster twists in it not ne- not necessarily necessary that's it's not oxymoron. particularly necessary <laughs> not particularly necessary but let's say you go with ai bottom metal you know mm-hmm. and you go with a mag without a binder plate you can get that uh seating depth out to 2.950 rather than 2.8 mm-hmm. and that's going to help you out a little bit um but you're not it's just a, it's a long case for the for the type of bullets yeah. that we're trying that i would want to shoot out yeah. of it personally. i
1: think yeah, like Judd's question, you know, was there a big push for it for matches? A little bit, but not, not nothing crazy. I think uh it is solidified itself as a staple hunting cartridge, at mm-hmm. least in our country, and around the world. I mean, it,
2: it's got international use. Yeah, yeah. It, there's some uh, countries out there that have a, a minimum, you know, caliber or energy requirement, whatever it may be, for moose. Mm-hmm. And so in Europe, it's it's approved for those... Uh, countries and and hunting moose yeah the Scandinavians, you know the sweden finland norway up in that
1: neck of the woods yeah great cartridge for that and let's not forget that when it was introduced 1980 jeff cooper colonel cooper on the big uh scout rifle push Mm -hmm. and this is how jeff cooper
2: feel about the 708 stamp of approval it got right. the so Colonel JC stamp of approval. could be used in a scout rifle. He said it's either a 708 or a 308. That's what a scout rifle should be. Okay. And scout rifle,
1: for the listeners not super familiar, is just kind of an idea of what a rifle should be. It was supposed to be functional, practical, and have plenty of killing power. Um, generally, he liked to keep those rifles 40 inches or shorter, 39 inches or shorter. So A nice compact rifle with uh, enough power to kill an animal of around a thousand pounds or less is what he specified. Um, and he liked to have that scope forward uh, so that you could keep your peripheral vision. So there was special scout scopes that had that super long eye
2: box. Yeah, if and you've ever looked at an optics manufacturer's website, sometimes you'll see a scout scope. Burris Optics, for yeah, example. Vortex and Leupold. Yeah. They have extremely long eye relief <laughs> because those scopes are far out in front. Yeah, but again, short,
1: packable capable, functional. Uh, that's, that was the scout rifle idea, and the 708 kind of fits uh, right in there. It would work. Yep, and like you mentioned earlier, it's been in every possible conceivable configuration, AR-10, BLR, bolt action, lever action. It's been, it's been everywhere, Yep, which is pretty cool.
0: We're, we're the majority of the way through this conversation, and I've been sitting here with you guys almost more as a listener this go-around, and I've had this thought for a handful of years now i want to for the nostalgia side of things i want to build a a whitetail you know nebraska hunting rifle a wood stocked you know nice scope and i haven't really thought about the 708 on that and now you really got me considering that that'd be kind of neat to to go with i've got the 243 that we've talked about in the last episode beautiful
2: savage but probably the ultimate classic well yeah
0: but I I want to add something else and I've thought about this for a long time and just haven't pulled the trigger. Yeah.
1: Maybe no offense to Savage, but something maybe a little more regal looking, like a little bit more yeah. classically styled sock or stock or high high polished walnut or yeah, something like neat. that, make it cool with the with the ebony four end cap, you know, and
0: but yeah, I mean I've had thoughts too, like, you know, let's just go easy six five Creedmore and have it. But you know, it would be neat to do something a little more classic.
2: Or you could just wildcat. Handload oh, go seven millimeter Creedmoor. Yeah, there yeah, you, go. you could. But I, I, you know what? That makes a lot of. That's a cool. That's a cool build idea. Yeah. yeah, you can always
0: go grab American Whitetail. Yep, that's exactly that's my bullet, especially for the Whitetail. You know, that interlock has. I've shot that from before I worked from Morty, so mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, it's been good. But I think I need to consider that now. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, throw, throw it in there.
1: Out here. You may only get one chance. So never compromise at any distance. Match accurate ELDX bullets, highest BCs, flat trajectories, and unparalleled terminal performance at all practical ranges. Precision Hunter Ammunition from Hornady. For everybody out there listening that is a hunter or getting into hunting, just like you're thinking about building kind of like a classic hunting rifle, they make new rifles today. You can go yeah. to the store. Be considerate. You know, this is something to to really put in the hopper. Obviously, it's got plenty of power for just about everything that you're going to hunt, medium sized game and down. You could stretch it out to elk if you need to. It's not gonna beat you up. It's I mean, it's really checks a lot of boxes. So in that vein, while we're talking about it, let's do some comparisons. Where does this seven millimeter 08 Remington odd eight remington fall in the deck of cards here because it's got a lot of competition up and down you know you've got the 243 all the way up to the 308 winchester you got some long action cartridges in there that are popular 25 out 6 270 and the old 65 creedmoor where does the 708 fall from a
2: just sheer number standpoint yeah this is just on paper i would say there's no considerations for chamber design or cartridge design or anything like that this is just a B, C, bc and a velocity yep i did plug in a 10 mile an hour wind okay. not sure why i didn't put that on the chart but yeah if if we look and, and i just put this together i just wanted to compare uh some short action cartridges that had precision hunter in them yep so right. our factory precision hunter offerings and if you look across the board so we're talking 708 308 243 six Greedmore, more six five Creed. Greedmore and six five PRC and the two seventy, which is well, really that's a good comparison action. for the six five PRC. But it is yeah. a long action, right? So now. I was going to omit that one, but if if you look at five hundred yard trajectory, the span between all of them is a mere thirteen inches. Yeah. Not so up or a down? Lot. Not a lot. And if you threw out the three hundred eight Winchester, that thing goes is ten inches of a lot of uh, elevation difference. Yeah. If you just want to look at seven hundred eight versus three hundred eight, it's pretty considerable. Yeah. The amount of difference that we have but um so at 500 yards you're looking at um, 52 inches for the 708 9.9 minutes or 57 inches for the 308 11 minutes mm-hmm. energy's about the same high 1300s uh, 1465 for the 308 when we get to a thousand that more efficient bullet on the seven millimeter uh starts to, to span away. now, it's obviously literally a yardstick flatter yeah. shooting now at a thousand yards, obviously, not everybody's gonna shoot anything at a thousand yards, maybe in their whole life, maybe not game, you know, certainly not game, but so steel even it doesn't really matter that much, I would say, but yeah, a yardstick of difference in trajectory, um energy eight really still got it, but just by twenty foot pounds of energy mm-hmm. still, I wouldn't say enough energy there. To humanely kill an animal, I would say it, it definitely would, would do it. But you know, in certain states like Nebraska, for an instance, you have to have a certain amount of energy. Yeah, uh, so, um, yeah, against the 243, 243, we talked about that big time fast and flat, fast and flat, baby. So, 500 yards, there's nine inches of difference. Uh, the 243 beats, yeah, flatter the seven millimeter 08, however, energy is yep. 400 foot pounds different. Yeah, it suffers uh, a little bit there. Yeah, because it's a 90 grain ELDX compared to 150 grains. So 60 grains of bullet there. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it's actually fairly close back at 1,000 yards. The 708 loses by 18 inches. Yeah, something Math's like that. That's not pretty, that good. Pretty marginal. Pretty marginal, but the 243 does not have hardly energy, In any, any energy end. left. No. Nope. Uh, 325 foot pounds. Um. If we want to compare it against the Creedmoors, yeah. well, specifically, let's say the 6'5", five, 500 yard trajectory is negligible. Negligible to most folks, right? There's two inches of difference at 500 yards where the 7mm 8 beats it. Yeah, because it's going faster than a Creedmoor. It's going faster. Yep. Uh, BC of the ELDX and the Creedmoor is higher. Mm-hmm. Um, at 1,000 yards, again. Three inches. Darn darn near even. Energy? three foot pounds of winter to the 6.5 Creedmoor. So pretty darn close. Yeah, I think what you probably gain from the 6.5 Creedmoor, like we talked about, this is just paper, but the, the 6.5 Creedmoor has got that tighter chamber, it's a lot more easier to go get a factory box of ammo and a factory gun and have it shoot really well. Mm-hmm. And then lighter recoil as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But really, I mean, kind of tit for tat there, weight yep. to 6.5 Creedmoor. So if you're, if you hate to love the 6.5
2: Creedmoor, uh, 708, strongly consider that one. Uh, and then the 6.5 PRC ki- kind of belongs in the, in the equation because it is a short action. It is a fatter case than the rest of all of the ones yep. we've talked about. It's a magnet. Not really a dead. fair comparison. Um, but at 500 yards, 243 and 6.5 PRC are darn near equal, right? 7 uh, millimeter 08. Uh, PRC's got it by nine inches at 500 yards. Uh, energy. A lot more because it's a similar bullet weight, but yep. it's starting out way faster. 29.60 out of the 6.5 PRC versus 27.70 out of the 0.8. And then uh, at 1,000 yards, PRCs hammer every Nearly two-yard sticks <laughs> flatter. <Yeah. laughs> so uh-huh. definitely flatter, and it carries the most energy out there. Yeah, and 1,000 1, yards is
1: mainly just to amplify the differences so we can explain them to you. Not that we're recommended shooting an animal that far, but just for target shooting purposes... You know, flatter helps, and you're going to have less wind drift on the, yep, for sure. on the flatter shooters. Awesome. So, from a comparison standpoint, it really stacks right up in there. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to really call out a, a, a decisive winner here. You know, maybe the 243 gets edges, edged out. Maybe the 6 Creedmoor gets edged out if you're looking for energy numbers. Right. But as far as eight Winchester, um, you know, the, the uh, 6.5 Creedmoor and the 708, 708 is, I mean, it's kind of
2: right up there. I'd say it beats the 308 Winchester. Oh, handily, I yeah. would say. So yeah. that's uh, that's pretty remarkable. I'd say if you're a short-action folk person, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you're a 7 millimeter guy, this is a great option. It is and, great little option. and you did mention, like, you know, if you love to hate the 6.5 Creedmoor, fine, whatever. However, I think there's going to be a lot more 6.5 Creedmoor ammunition out there. There is, yeah. Though so that's that's something to be, yeah also mindful of yeah and
1: people do love to hate it which is fine but yeah the reality is you're going to get guns that shoot well with ammo on the shelf more often than you're going to find that on the average yeah yeah for sure millimeter weight but like you said we're not getting into chamber design because that's uh a different ball game and hard to quantify
2: sometimes you know
1: with folks yep but gosh for the 708 for for having such a slow fizzle for 30 years almost it really came on the scene and, and quickly pronounced itself here to stay. You know, I've got friends that shoot it. I got a lot of, uh, my dad's friends that shoot it. I remember growing up and people hunting 708 was always part of the conversation.
2: And, uh, for good reason, as we've learned today. Yeah. My little, little bit of experience that I have with it, besides talking to folks over the phone and tech is, is that buddy that I was going to handload those 162s or those one fifties for with that stay ball. Uh, I remounted a scope because it was mounted poorly in my opinion <laughs> uh, and took it to the range and he gave me a couple of boxes, Superformance 139 SST. I took three shots to get it sighted in and took a five shot group and they were all in one ragged hole. And I said, we're done here. here. There's no need. So yeah. that, that was a Tika. The old t- t- three. Tika T3. Tika T3 light.
1: Can't go wrong with the Tika. Judd, you're yeah. a Tika man. Maybe yeah, I was. We were. <laughs> Yeah, maybe get that get could be the, the business. There. That could be the start of it your. Could be a classic. Your it ultimate whitetail could. gun.
0: Yeah, i I think I'm going to seriously consider it. The, the 708. I think I need to do that. I don't know why I've, I've overlooked it for so long, but yeah, I think I need to. Yeah. I may say this after all these podcasts. So we talk yeah, about cartridges. I might talk I gotta gotta into collect, everything. I got to well, collect them all. You know what? <laughs> after after
1: the 243 uh, podcast, we were driving back to the shop, and Preston was like, "I got to build a." Two forty three Winchester. I'm going to run fifty eight grain V Maxes at thirty nine hundred. At a minimum, get a barrel. Yeah, you like know, I throw do. it on an action. Uh, yeah,
2: we'll switch so, barrel.
1: Yeah, maybe we, uh, maybe yeah, we'll end up with one of each here before too long.
2: Nothing wrong with that. Might yeah. have to.
1: Might have to. Listening out there, guys. If you've got a favorite seven oh eight recipe, you know, for a cartridge that's been a, 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 around this long, where it is really well suited for using powders like Barget ReLoader fifteen. You know, some of those iconic staples 4064 if you got a, a recipe or a good combination or a, a rifle an ammo combination that's worked well for you guys let us know about it i want to hear about it and yeah,
2: don't tell us how many grains but tell us what bullet you're yeah, using what, what your powder. rifle is
1: what powder that'd yeah, be cool because uh, i'd like to get that compiled and then have judd sort through it see if uh, if he's building the gun what kind of yeah kinda every, performance every, everybody he help me spend my money yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh, it's, uh, it's definitely one to be considered. Maybe build a scout rifle.
2: That'd be kind of cool. Utilitarian. You are a cattle farmer now. Yeah. No, you need rancher.
1: one out there. You might have to. <laughs> might you know. have to get
2: it at a coyote.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: oh yeah.
2: And got to
1: keep your peripheral if you got calves running around and mama, That's true. mama cow coming That's in there looking
0: for you. Yep. Definitely have to consider that. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> right. Well, before we spend any more of Judd's money, is there anything <laughs> else you guys want to mention about the 708 before we wrap this one up?
2: I can't think of anything. I think it's a it's a good cartridge, you know, uh, medium-sized, short-action cartridge, high sectional density, good BC bullets. Mm-hmm. It's, a good, it's a good cartridge. Can't go wrong choosing this one. Jud, Unless anything? you don't already have a 6.5 Creedmoor.
1: <laughs>
0: Collect them all. That's what yeah. I'm saying now.
1: Yeah, Judd's a collector. When did that start?
0: <laughs> when did we do the 308 podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well,
1: I don't have anything else to add either. I know it's a little bit shorter on the podcast front than we normally do, but this one, there's not a ton more to talk about. There's really no cons. I mean, if you want to hunt bigger game more often, there's probably a better cartridge for you. But depending on where you're at and what you're doing, this could be just an easy button. Yep. Varmints to elk. Yeah. Varmints to elk. It really does, does it all. Factory ammo from all the manufacturers, bullets galore available in seven millimeter there's probably. Oh, I guess
2: well, there's one thing we should say, brass, easy to oh, obtain, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, 708 factory brass, sure, but yeah, you could neck down a 308, 308 if you had no to. No problem. Yep.
1: There's probably close to two dozen propellants on the market. Now, we know powders are hard to get, but there's probably 18 to 24 different powders that you could use if you needed to in this cartridge. Incredibly versatile. So, yeah, if you haven't considered the 7mm O08 Remington, Put it, uh, yeah, put it on the radar. This might be your favorite cartridge. Food for thought. Food for thought. Awesome. Everybody, hopefully you enjoyed this talk about the 7mm 08 Remington, a cartridge that is versatile, been around for a long time, easy to load for, easy to shoot, plenty of rifles, plenty of ammo out there. Great for the new shooter, the recoil sensitive shooter, or anybody looking to get medium-sized game performance at moderate traditional ranges. Just an awesome option. We hope you enjoyed it.